All right, this time Haley Creek's gonna come. They got, I think they got our special. Turn it over to them. After that, you know, this is a season to be thankful, and I think we at Promised Land have a whole lot to be thankful for, certainly us as individuals. Uh, but you know, uh, we're thankful, the Haley Creek boys are thankful that the Lord has put us together collectively to sing songs of praise to His name. And that, that's, that's truly a blessing. And we have a lot of talented singers here and, and uh, musicians here in this church other than us, lots of them. But I would like to say, you know, the centerpiece, the focal point of any church is not the entertainment. It's not the singing. It's not the song service. It's the preaching of the word. Now, we've got, we've got a, a man sent from God to us that will preach the word. I challenge you, encourage you, be present and listen to what he has to say he is certainly teaching from the heart. And Wednesday night, if you're not coming on Wednesday night, ooh, what a blessing you're missing. He's expositioning the Word of God. He's teaching us what I'm talking about, down and dirty. And it is good. You're missing a blessing if you're not here on Wednesday night. All right, boys. I got nominated to do this again, <laughs> Sit on, sit on. When I think of how we came so far from glory, came and dwelt among the lonely, such as I, to suffer shame and such disgrace. On Mount Calvary, take my place. And I ask myself this question, who am I? Who am I that a king would bleed and die for? Who am I that he would say, I will be thine for? The answer I may never know Why He ever loved me so That to an old rugged cross He'd go For who am I? And I'm reminded of Call on his name, he said he'd give you life forever. I wonder what I could have done to deserve God's only son. To fight my battles to the one, for who am I? Who am I that a king? Would lead and die for Who am I that he would say My will but thine for The answer I may never know Why he ever loved me so That to an old rugged cross he'd go Go for who am I? 
shaking his head, yes. So I guess y'all are stuck with me. Uh, I got to get that out of my head first. Uh, I'd like to say that uh, I hope that this is our signature song. Because I hope, well, I can speak for myself, and I think I can speak for the rest of the boys, that we are a blood-washed band. We're a band of Christian soldiers fighting Satan every day. We're standing up for Jesus while we're kneeling down to pray. If His precious blood has cleansed you, washed away your sins, that makes you a member of the blood wash band. Praise God, I'm a member of the blood wash band. I've been washed in the soul cleansing blood of the Lamb. I was found by chains of sin till one day the Master came and made me a member. this morning look with me in Hebrews chapter 13 I don't know about y'all but I'm glad to be washed in the blood of the lamb this morning Hebrews chapter 13 I want to speak to you on the subject that I am thankful for unseen blessings I am thankful for unseen blessings and we have a lot of holidays that we celebrate many different things and so many of our holidays have become so commercialized, and uh, we've almost ruined Christmas and Easter, and and I think uh, society has taken away from the true meaning of these holidays that we celebrate. But most of the holidays that we celebrate 
is something to do about what God has done for us. And Thanksgiving is a day that is set aside for the sole purpose of being thankful. And I love Thanksgiving. It's probably one of my favorite holidays, probably because we get to eat all the time and get away with it. But I love Thanksgiving because I don't know about y'all, but I am sure thankful for what the Lord has done for me. We don't just thank God one day a year. We thank Him every single day for what He's done for us. Would you stand with me and reverence the Word of God this morning? Hebrews chapter 13. We'll begin our reading in verse 5. Let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as ye have. For He has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee, so that we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Remember them which have spoken the rule over you, who has spoken unto you the word of God, whose faith follow, considering the end of their conversation. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. Boy, isn't that wonderful to know. The Bible said, Be not carried away about with divers and strange doctrines, for it is a good thing that the heart be established with grace, not with meats which have not profited them that have been occupied therein. We have an altar whereof they have no right to eat which serve the tabernacle. For the bodies of those beasts whose blood is brought into the sanctuary by the high priest for sin are burned without the camp. Wherefore Jesus also, that he might sanctify the people with his own blood, suffered without the gate. Let us go forth therefore unto him without the camp, bearing his reproach. For here have we no continuing city, but we seek one to come. Notice verse 15. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually, that is, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I give thanks to your holy name today for all that you've done for me, but, Lord, also what you've done for us. You've been good to us. Lord, may we never hesitate to give you thanks for all the good things. Lord, all these physical things, our family, the clothes, our vehicles, our homes. Lord, I praise you. But, Lord, most of all, I praise you for those things that cannot be seen with eyes. Lord, I thank you for those unseen blessings today. Lord, have your blessing upon this message. I pray that souls will be saved. Lord, I pray for the grace and the power and the liberty that I stand in need of to preach your word today. I love you and I praise you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. I want to speak to you this morning on this subject. I am thankful for unseen blessings. Throughout the Word of God, we find the word bless, blessed, blessings. And this is a word that we find throughout the Scripture quite often. And this word is often used to describe the, the state of the children of God. And I believe it is safe to say that our state or condition is that we are a blessed people. The very first sermon that Jesus ever preached on the face of this earth, he began to talk about the word bless. If you remember in Matthew chapter 5 on the Sermon on the Mount, the very first word that he used of his message is blessed. And he said it seven, or excuse me, nine times. He said, blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are they that mourn. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst. Blessed are the merciful. Blessed are the pure in heart. Nine times 
the Lord Jesus used the word blessed. The very first message he ever preached, the very first word he ever used in that first sermon was the word blessed. Because that's what Jesus came to do was to bless us. And his listeners that day understood the Greek word that he used. But that Greek word simply means a happiness or a joy that is not dependent upon outward circumstances. You see, when Jesus used the word in the Greek, blessed, his listeners understood that word. And they knew that this was a word that you couldn't really experience on earth. Because they thought the the happiness and the joy that he was talking about was only experienced by the gods or by those that left this earth. But they did not believe that you could experience this kind of joy here on earth. And may I tell you that there is joy on this earth. And it is found in a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And if you are washed by the blood of Jesus Christ, you can be blessed today. You can have a joy. You can have a happiness that is not based upon outward circumstances. If your happiness is only based on physical things, I want you to know you're not going to be happy very long. If your happiness and joy is dependent upon how good or how great your life is, you're not going to be happy all the time. But if your happiness and joy is dependent upon those things that you cannot see with the human eye, I want you to know that no matter what goes on on the outside, you always have something to be thankful for. And if you are saved today, may I tell you, no matter what trial you're going through, no matter what fire you're going through, if you're saved, you always have something to be thankful for. Aren't you glad and thankful for the unseen blessings that God has put in our life? In Romans chapter 5, I want you to think about the foundation of these unseen blessings. You say, preacher, I, I, my, my blessings, my happiness is based on the physical things, so I don't really know what you're talking about. The foundation of unseen blessings is found in Romans 5, 8. The Bible says, but God commended His love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more then, being now justified by His blood, we shall be saved from wrath through Him. For if when we were enemies we were reconciled to God by the death of His Son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by His life. Friend, there is only one way to be saved, and it's through the life of Jesus Christ. It is placing your faith and trust in Jesus and in Jesus alone. Notice verse 11. And not only so, but we also, listen here, joy. That's that joy we're talking about. We joy in God. How do we do it? Through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received the atonement. The foundation of this joy and happiness that I speak of begins with a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. If you are lost today, you cannot have the joy or the happiness that I speak of. It begins with coming to Jesus, accepting Him as your personal Savior. And then, right then, you have a foundation that you can be satisfied, a foundation that you can joy and happiness for. If you look in our text in Hebrews 13, we see the writer of Hebrews talking about giving thanks to the Lord, giving thanks for all that God has done. And God has done a lot for us, hasn't He? 
Boy, aren't you thankful for all the things that He's done? Thankful for the clothes on our back. Thankful for the food on our table. Thankful for our homes. But let me ask you something today. What if something happened that, that came through your life and took all of those things away from you? Will you still have something to be thankful for? If you're saved, you will. Isn't that wonderful? If you're saved, you will. And this is what the writer of Hebrews brings out. Some blessings that cannot be seen. The world doesn't see them. But if you're saved this morning, you see these things. Notice a few things that this man was thankful for. Notice verse 5. Number one, the blessing of contentment. He said, let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as ye have. The word content in the Greek simply means to be satisfied. I'm glad as a child of God, I can be satisfied. There's so many people in this world that has a longing. And a lot of people don't realize that their longing is for the Lord. A lot of people don't realize that what they're longing for is to meet Jesus as their personal Savior. But they don't realize it, so when they go out in this world, they fill themselves with the junk of this world. And they think that the jobs and the success and popularity and money can fill this longing. So they, they bring it in their life and, and they just cram it down their throat because this is what's bringing their, their happiness, they think. But let me, let me ask you this. If you take away those things, what do you have to be happy about? Nothing. Nothing. And there are so many people that are longing for something today. May I tell you that natural longing is for a personal relationship with Jesus. And there was a day that I longed for something. But may I tell you that Jesus satisfied my soul. Yes, there's a lot of good things in this world, but nothing is better than knowing Jesus as your personal Savior. And if you hadn't lived for Jesus, you hadn't lived yet. I want you to know that Jesus can satisfy you. People go to the world and they seek the world. They seek alcohol and they seek drugs and they seek these things. Why do they keep going back to them? Because they think it will satisfy them, but it doesn't. But friend, if you meet Jesus today, He will satisfy you. He will satisfy your soul. Are you all awake this morning? Are you glad that Jesus satisfied you? Aren't you glad today you can be satisfied with God? The Apostle Paul said in Philippians 4.11, For I have learned in whatsoever state that I am therewith to be content. I'm glad as a child of God that I can be content. So many people are running around today. They're not content. They're not satisfied with their life. They're not satisfied with what's going on. But I'm glad in Jesus I can be content. There's not a lot of people content today. They always think they need something else. Well, if I just get this, I'll be happy. If I just do this, I'll be happy, friend. You're not going to experience true joy until you meet Jesus and make Him your personal Savior. Child of God, true joy is not going to come until you walk with the Lord. Aren't you glad that you can be content in Jesus? True thanksgiving will never, will never come to you until you become satisfied with what God has done for you. Are you satisfied today? If you're satisfied, about two of you satisfied. Are y'all satisfied this morning? If y'all are satisfied this morning, you have a reason to be thankful. God, thank you for what you've done. Notice here in verse 6, the Bible said, So that we may boldly say, 
The Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Number two, the blessing of confidence. The writer of Hebrews says that I may boldly say, that we may boldly say. Paul, or the writer here, speaks of a boldness. He speaks of a confidence, not in himself, not in his own ability, but in the ability of the Lord. And this man say that I may boldly say, the Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. The writer said, I don't have to be scared of my enemy. The, the writer said, I don't have to be scared of the old devil. I don't have to go through my life worrying about everything. How many of us worry all the time? I raise my hand. I'll be honest. I worry all the time. But I'm glad as a child of God that I have a helper today. And I'm glad that I have somebody that will never leave me nor forsake me. And I have somebody there to fight my battles for me. May I tell you, if you're saved, you don't have to fight your own battles. If you're fighting your own battles, bless your heart. You need to let go and put it in the hands of the Lord. And let the Lord fight your battles for you. Isn't it wonderful to go to bed having that confidence in the Lord that He's got everything settled? Oh, peace that passeth all understanding, because we know that no matter how bad our life is, God's got it all handled. Do you believe He can this morning? Do you believe He can handle every battle that you're facing? Friend, if you have faith in that today, He will handle your battles. He will fight those battles for you. Do you remember King David as a little shepherd boy? They were out there, and that old Philistine was out there defying the, the, the armies of the living God. And that little boy run out there, the little shepherd. His brother said, what are you doing here, dummy? We're out here on the battlefield. What are you doing? Get back to daddy's sheep. And that little fellow went out there, and before the army, and before King Saul, he said, look, y'all were scared to death. I remember a day when there was a bear, and there was a lion that came to my daddy's sheep, and I went out there, and I slew that bear, and I slew that lion. This is a little teenager boy saying this. Could you imagine all the people thinking, boy, look at this little cocky dude. Man, he is arrogant. But he wasn't arrogant. He wasn't cocky. He was confident in his Lord. He had confidence in God. And he said, you may bow down to that Philistine, but I won't. I will go to that Philistine, the one who has defined the armies of the living God. And what did he say? I come to you in the name of the Lord. And what happened that day? Great victory took place. Not because that little feller was awesome, but because that little feller had faith in God. And he had a confidence and he had a boldness. May I tell you, as God's people, we walk around, whoop down and beat down, acting like we're already lost. Friend, if you're saved, you hadn't lost anything. Have the confidence in the Lord that He's going to take care of your battles. I don't know about you, but I thank God that I have a helper today. I thank God that I don't have to walk around whooped down and beat down. We come to church sometimes and we act like we've come to a funeral service. Somebody's died. Friend, we're not here because somebody died. We're here because somebody's alive. Jesus defeated death, hell, and the grave. I've read the back of the book and we win. There's nothing to be, to, to be sad about. But I'm going to tell you, I've got a lot to shout about today. I've got a lot to be excited about today because I have a helper. I have a victor. May I tell you, I have victory in Jesus this morning. And I can thank the Lord and be excited every day of my life because I have somebody that's fighting my battles for me. 
Notice here in verse 8. If you're with me, say amen. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. The blessing of consistency. Every day there's change. Every day. Politics change. Society changes. Schools change. Families change. The dynamics in our life and moral standards change. Everywhere we look, there is change. But I'm glad as a child of God, I can have some consistency in Jesus. The Bible said Jesus Christ the same yesterday and today and forever. May I tell you the way that I woke up today may not be the way that I go to bed this evening. I woke up this morning with three beautiful kids. I woke up this morning with a beautiful wife. I hope that gives me good points because I've been needing them here lately. But man, I woke up with a beautiful family and everything's going good. Man, I'm telling you, God has blessed beyond measure. But may I tell you how fast things can change in our life. At the moment of a snap, of a twinkling of an eye, everything can change. And the way I go to bed may not be the way I woke up. And I'm a good old missionary Baptist. I don't take change very well. I like everything the same. But I'm glad that one thing will never change. And that's my Savior. And though my family dynamics may change, and though my relationships may change, and though things around me may change, my relationship with God will never change. His prophecy will never change. I'm glad that I can go to the Word of God. And that Word that was there yesterday is there today, and it's going to be there tomorrow. May I tell you, when heaven and earth has passed away, the Word of God will still be here. The Word of God is forever. And may I tell you that Jesus is the Word today. He is forever. His prophecy is the same. His power is the same. That same power that He showed in my life yesterday, He can show it today. He can show it tomorrow. And may I tell you that His promises never change. You can put your faith and trust in Jesus. You know why? Because He never changes. He never changes. Well, I like change. Well, good. We need to change every now and then. But let me tell you something. There are some things that will never change. And what I hold in my hand this morning will never change. And I'm glad and thankful today that I can rejoice in the fact that though there may be a lot of changes, there is some consistency. My kids have had a rough week this week because of change. But you know what has not changed? That helper that went to every class with them this week. New kids, new faces, new teachers, but the same God. Isn't He awesome? People come and go, but Jesus will always be there. He never, never changes. Number four, the blessing of consecration. Notice verse 12. Wherefore, Jesus also, that He may sanctify the people with His own blood, suffered without the gate. Number four, the blessing of consecration. The word consecration means to be separated. It means to be separated from sin and from darkness. When I was born in this world, I was born into the bondage of sin. The day that I met Jesus, He changed me. He consecrated me. He separated me from this whole world. And may I tell you, this whole world is dying and going to hell. This whole world, there's a lot of problems. There's a lot of things. But the day that He saved me, by that blood, He separated me. 
And now no longer do I have to be held down by the bondage of sin. Child of God, it's okay to smile. Y'all go ahead and smile real big and pretty. If you're saved, you have a reason to smile. You know why? Because He has brought us from that old life and He has put us in that new life. I'm not the same man that I used to be. I don't know about y'all, but I can praise God for that today. That He has changed me. He has brought me from a place that I'm glad I'm not there anymore. How many of y'all are glad that y'all are not where y'all used to be? Isn't God good? Isn't God good that He came in your life and changed you and separated you? God's good. You don't know where I come from, but God does. <laughs> he knows where I come from. And He's been good to me. He can change you today. He can separate you today. Number five, I'm thankful for that city. Notice here, boy, this puts me on shouting ground. Notice verse 14. If this don't get you excited, man, you might need to get saved this morning. Boy, I love this. For here have we no continuing city, but we seek one to come. I am thankful today, number five, of the blessing of a city. How many of y'all are glad that there's a city waiting on you? This world is not our home. I'm just a passing through. Huh. Oh, this whole world's full of so much, so much pain and agony. This world is full of so much disappointment and sorrow. But may I tell you of a place that doesn't have any of this mess that we're dealing with now. When we get to heaven, all tears are going to be wiped away. The sorrow is going to be taken away. And all the former things are going to be passed away. May I tell you, in heaven, there's no sorrow. There's no crying. There's no hospitals. There's none of that there. And I'm glad today that I can say that Jesus is preparing me a place. Not a place built by the hands of man, but a place built by the hands of God. I'm reminded there in the book of Hebrews where the Bible speaking of Abraham said he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. But now, in verse 16, but now they desire a better country. Do you ever desire something better? you ever just think, surely this ain't all that there is? Surely there's something better. Child of God, there's something better. The Word of God tells us there's something better. He said, but now they desire a country that is not heavenly, wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for He hath prepared for them a city. May I tell you that God has prepared for you a city today? You say, preacher, what you get so excited about? Because i got a place called heaven waiting on me. And this whole world gets so hard. I get so tired of the bad phone calls, of the tragedies. I, that stuff gets so old. When we get to heaven, all that stuff's going to be wiped away. But I'm glad that I can lay my head down on my pillow with the confidence and the boldness to say, if I died, I'm going to spend eternity with Jesus Christ in heaven. Do you realize how big of a blessing that is to, to know and to say? There are so many people lay their head down on their pillow thinking, well, I'm going to go the dirt when I die. <laughs> so many people lay their head down worried. I don't have to worry anymore. Jesus has it all taken care of today. I don't know about you, but I'm thankful for the blessing of a city. A city that's not made with the hands of mankind, but a city that is made by the hands of an almighty God. A city that's not touched with sin. This old city we live in now has been touched with sin. The city I'm going to is not touched with sin. The curse of sin is not there. 
And may I tell you, when we get to that city, there's going to be a celebration. And there's going to be worship. The Lord's not going to have to ask you to smile like I do you. <laughs> we, won't, we won't be able to help it. I don't know about y'all, but I'm thankful for a place called heaven. How about when our loved ones leaves this whole world behind? How thankful are you for that place called heaven? What a hope we have in Jesus today. I've got a lot of friends, a lot of loved ones that have gone on before us. I don't know about you, but I'm thankful for a place called heaven. What a great hope to know that our loved ones are with Jesus today. Are you thankful for that? Lord, thank You for the food. Lord, thank You for the, the clothes. Lord, thank You for the vehicles. Hey, that's wonderful. Thank Him for that. He needs to be praised for that. But when's the last time you just said, Lord, thank You for saving my soul? Thank You, Lord, for the hope that You've given me. Thank You, Lord, for giving me that confidence and that boldness. Thank You, Lord, for that place called heaven. You ever get on to your kids? You tell me thank you. I hope you are teaching them that. They need to be taught that. Amen? If you can't thank Mama and Daddy, you definitely can't thank the Lord, okay? It starts with thanking Mama and Daddy, and then you learn how to thank the Lord. But you teach your kids, you, you tell me thank you. Let me tell you something. We need to thank God. We need to tell the Lord, thank you for what you've done for me. When's the last time you stopped everything? You say, Preacher, my schedule is so busy. You don't know what I do every day, friend. Don't ever get too busy that you can't stop and say, Lord, thank you for being good to me. Because let me tell you something, He can make time for you. Stop today. Say, Lord, thank you. Not just for the clothes, not just for the things we see, but what you've done in my heart. How many of you are thankful for the peace that He put down in your heart? How many of you are thankful for the joy that He's put within your heart and soul? Would you be willing to come to these altars this morning and say, Lord, thank You. Maybe where you are today, you just want to stop and say, Lord, thank You. I want to invite you to stand very quiet, very reverent. We're going to have a hymn of invitation. And as we prepare for this, if you're here this morning, you've never been saved. Would you come down right now? Let me show you how to be saved. You say, Preacher, I don't know what you're talking about. All that sounds foolish to me. Well, Jesus can give you a clear understanding this morning if you put your trust and faith in Him. Child of God, when's the last time you said, Lord, thank You? Maybe you need to join this church. Maybe you need to come for baptism. Whatever it is today, let's take care of it. What page? 403. Page 403. As we sing this morning, you come.